The Obama administration is also under pressure today to explain its handling of warnings from Russia about one of the alleged Boston Marathon bombers. It's now emerged that Tamerlan Tsarnaev's name had been listed in not one but two U.S. terrorism databases. The CIA apparently nominated Tsarnaev to one list after getting a tip from Russian intelligence. That would have been the second Russian tip after an earlier one was sent to the FBI. That's leading some in Congress to ask if more could have been done to monitor Tamerlan Tsarnaev before the marathon bombings last week. I asked former counterterrorism official Julia Kayem to help us sort out what we know so far. Okay, so the two databases that we know he, were, he was on was one called TIDE, which is Terrorist Identities Data Mart Environment List. It could have been better named. And that's sort of our, that's the government's sort of big list. It has probably at last public disclosure, it had close to half a million names. That's a list that's sort of our broad brush list. It sort of is someone hanging out with someone that we're nervous about. It's going to be overbroad. So Tamerlan was on that list. He was also on, uh, according to some reports, a terrorist screening database. That, too, is also a relatively large list and quite broad. Um, each of these are managed by different agencies that are inputting tags and information. So for audiences, there's a lot of databases. These two are the big ones. There are more selective ones, which Tamerlan never appeared on. Those are the selectee list, the no-fly list, and then something called the disposition matrix, which is actually one related to the authorization to use force. So lots of lists, and he was on the two big ones right now is what we can confirm. It it all seems so confusing. I mean, why is it that way? Well, part of it is just legacy from pre-9-11 days. So it's less confusing when you actually work in it or understand it because you know, you have your own agency like the Department of Homeland Security or Coast Guard or TSA who are just essentially working within their own intel regime and just putting information into these big master lists. But that's not to say it's simple. It is very, very complicated. One of the reasons why it's complicated is because different rules apply to different people on intelligence gathering both here and abroad. Um, To explain it does not mean to forgive it. It is just as this is unfolding in real time to be able to sort of understand how could this happen. is important. Do, do you think the public is going to hear this interview and say, gosh, uh, all those interagency problems that the 9-11 Commission cited uh, didn't get solved? Uh, yeah. I mean, is that a fair critique? I think, I, think it, I, mean, I think an overall assessment is, yes, there is still stovepiping. I was within it. Um, part of the stovepiping is uh, natural and has and no... explain cost- what you mean by stovepiping. I'm sorry. So, yes, I was in government. There's clearly stovepiping or what we call stovepiping, which is uh, agencies all across the United States holding on to information that they collect. So there is still stovepiping. I will tell you, I am not convinced that was the problem in this case. I am not. The stovepiping, stovepiping generally means you have good information that you keep from others. Mm -hmm. I think the issue, at least as I can tell right now, was that there wasn't good information. Now, that's, a, that, that's also a problem, right? How, you know, maybe we should double up interviews. Maybe the FBI should go through two or three questionings of all of these people on the list. But that, to me, is a different issue than the historical stovepiping. So that's just how I'm trying to m- make clear the pieces that are moving um, to a public that hasn't lived in this world. But that's at least my understanding of it right now. Juliet Kayem, thanks. Always Thank good to speak with you. Thank you. 
Julia Kayem is a former counterterrorism official. She now teaches at Harvard and is a columnist for the Boston Globe. 